A few years ago, a Focus staff member asked Alexis if she had any prayer needs. And at that time, my heart was so tender, and I really was feeling like I wanted to give up on this marriage. So I just told him quite straightly, like, I need help. We need help. Our marriage is very difficult, and would you pray for our marriage? And he did. She also found help on the radio. Focus on the family saved my life. It just was the lifeline that I needed every single day to keep going and keep hoping. I'm Jim Daly. Help us save more families every month by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You probably have a busy family, so scheduling a date night might be the last thing on your mind. Uh, It's just not practical. You have to work around two or more schedules and get a babysitter and plan for something that won't break your budget and then have the energy to enjoy a date night. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and they're in charge of Focus on the Family's Marriage Department. And Aaron, you are a big believer in date nights, even with all those challenges I just mentioned, right? Absolutely. I am a, we both are a huge supporter of date nights for ourselves as well as for other couples. And so it's looking at that this is a way to infuse fun and excitement, adventure into your relationship. Otherwise, we just live the same mundane patterns. And you know what? Step away. Invest money in your marriage. Do something new and exciting because it reignites the same neural pathways that were ignited when you first met. And so it's it's a great way to step away, set issues with the kids, finances, leave all that at home, go out and have fun and just reconnect, get to know each other on a whole new level. I really appreciate that. And we're going to hear more of that kind of upbeat energy about date nights now as we hear from Kathy Lipp. Uh, She agrees 100% with what you said. And in fact, as Jim Daly set up the conversation with Kathy about her book, Happy Habits for Every Couple, he dropped a name, Greg's name. Kathy, when you talk about date nights in Happy Habits for Every Couple, um, that's something we support here. Dr. Greg Smalley's on the team at Focus, and uh, we have a big push to do date nights. But one of the concerns that a lot of young couples particularly have is uh, we can't afford it. Uh, we don't know what to do because mm. we don't have a lot of money. Um, how can they do this in a cheaper way? without spending 100 or $150 for a big night. In fact, you have what you call the $20 approach. Talk about I, it. I really do. We did this for a long time, especially when we were first married and we knew we needed a date night. This wasn't optional. This wasn't something that, wouldn't that be fun? It was, if this marriage is going to continue to thrive, we need some time together. So we came up with a list of 20 things we could do for under $20. Mm. And so it was things like when the coupons came around for miniature golf, where it was buy one, get one free, we were on that. And we would do things like that and say, you know, expensive dates put pressure on you because you have to have a great conversation. You have to get dressed up. And 
that's not the point. The point is to go out and have some fun, to recapture a little of that romance you had when you were courting or dating and saying, you know what? We enjoy being together. We like each other. And so I do have a list of 20 dates for under $20. I'd be happy to share that oh, with let's you. let's post it. Yeah. I think that's a great we'll idea. We'll post it. And to say, and also the other thing that I think is really important, especially for young couples with kids is the babysitting factor. And I understand, you know, that can get very expensive. What we did is we had a babysitting co-op and so we would swap with other families and we would have little tickets that we would trade for our babysitting time together and it made such a difference because not only did we have this great date we come back and pick up our kids and we'd be able to have a little couple time with the other couple and just enjoy ourselves before we took our kids home it changed the dynamic of what we were doing so in that co-op did you ever say okay we'll be back next week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'd have to save up a lot of tickets for yeah, that to happen but you know we did have a couple of times where we did weekend getaways. And I think that that was so critical to our time together. It's a great thing to do. Yeah. Let's look at the other end of that equation. Mm -hmm. Let's talk to the couple who whose kids have grown. The yeah. 20 bucks is not the issue anymore. No. They could spend a bit more on an evening out, right. but now they've gotten into this rut where they just don't do it. Uh, speak to that 50-something couple that has the cash but not the desire. Yeah, and I think it's important to say sometimes you just got to shake up the routine. You got to do something different. You got to get out of yourselves. Uh, you know, we are kind of heading into that area. We celebrated my husband's 50th birthday and this year, and we just decided that some of the stuff we've been doing in the past isn't working for us. So one of the things we're doing now is every Saturday that we're both home, we are going for a hike. And this is something we want to get out. We want to be healthy, but we also want to spend time connecting with each other. We have signed up for a 5K. This terrifies me beyond anything <laughs> else I've done, but we are working together to mm -hmm. get ready for this 5K. And it gives us a common goal. And I think that that's really important when you don't have the day-to-day -day crises with the kids anymore to have something you're shooting for. So shake up your routine. What would be fun? What would be something that you couldn't do with the kids because there wasn't the time or money? And now you've got the time and maybe a little bit of squiggle room money-wise. Okay, now there's somebody in between here, Jim, and it's uh, between <laughs> the young couple and between the, the couple that's perhaps a little more seasoned, and that is the couple who have, I don't know, four or five or perhaps six kids, and they're thinking, okay, I've got the want to, I can yeah. afford 20 bucks, I want to shake up the routine, but there's these little appendages that right. we just we just can't get away from. Yeah. I mean, a co-op is a nice idea, but we but can't do it. when you have six kids, yeah. that's too many tickets. So my thought on something like that is maybe you save that for once a month. Maybe your out time is once a month, but then you should be dating at home. And there are ways to do that. You get the kids into bed, and if you have teenagers, you say, you know what? Uh, you don't have to go to sleep, but you can't be downstairs. And you guys have a little bit of time that's just for the two of you. And I know that when we had kids at home and we had a blended family, we said, unless you're bleeding, do not knock on our door on certain, you know, we just needed time to be in our room by ourselves. You know, uh, Kathy, I appreciate that. I, I think it's interesting. And I think it's particularly difficult for women. And I, I see Jean, my mm -hmm. wife, in this way, because there, even that there's a sense that I I've got to be available for the kids 24 seven. Mm. And even to squeeze that time is difficult emotionally to manage that. Speak to that person who can't seem to make that space because they they wanted to be the super mom. I understand, but you know what? I think we, and this is nothing against Jean or 
any mom who wants to be available for her kids. But we also need to understand that our kids need to learn the skills to entertain themselves. Our kids need to learn the skills to take care of certain things on their own. We're helping them as they grow, they need to become more and more independent. And part of that independence is saying, you know, I don't need to be here forever. I'm going to tuck you in and you can go to sleep on your own. And I understand there are all sorts of issues that can surround that. But we have to understand we're giving a gift to our kids when we're teaching them. You can do things on your own. And mom and dad are going to be here. If there's an emergency, we're here. But you know what? We want to model for our kids what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm. And a kid-centric house is not a healthy house. Yeah, and that's an important thing, and it, yeah. it's good. It's good to have the heart for the children, but you also have to have the heart for the marriage. And, and the best important. gift you can give your kids is a healthy relationship. All right, Greg, so Kathy mentioned uh, the option of doing a date night at home, which might sound kind of lame to some people, but frankly, if it works, do it. So what do you recommend for that at-home experience to make it more special? Well, first of all, we have to train our children that this is a huge priority for us. Oh. They need to hear this seriously from day one. With our four kids, the you know the moment that they could understand words and what we were saying, we would constantly say to them, when mom and I put you to bed, you need to stay in bed, but here's why. It's because now that's mom and dad's time, and we need this time to keep our marriage strong, and that's in your best interest. When we work on our relationship, you should benefit as well. Okay, so we, Daddy. We just, yeah. Is that what they said? <laughs> right. So, no, they would, exactly. They would say that, but then they would do every, oh, I'm yeah. so thirsty. Yes. Our, our middle daughter, <laughs> so smart, would go, but Daddy... Can you just pray with me one more time? <laughs> what, what are you supposed to say? Yeah. No. I'm through praying with you. <laughs> and so honestly, John, oh. what, what Aaron and I would do is we would say to them, so again, you're, you're training them. Mm -hmm. You're teaching them that, that you're in bed because this is now time that mom and dad are going to work on our marriage. And so we would hold them accountable. Okay, if, if you do the get out of bed, if you do the one more drink, if you do the one more pray for me, then tomorrow you will sit in a timeout for however long it takes me to help you because you're taking away from mom and dad's time. Mm -hmm. And so just part of it is really train your kids. And I, if you're thinking, oh, man, my kids are already older. Yeah, they're we 15. What do I do? You, you start doing this <laughs> and you let them know. They, they need to know that. And, and talk about passing on an incredible habit. They're going to remember that then when they're married, when they have kids. So really successful date night at home begins with you teaching and training your kids why you need them to leave you alone so you can be together. <laughs> okay, now I appreciate that. But Erin, I sense that you want to add a little contour here. Well, it's important, yes, to set the kids aside. They're going to be okay momentarily while you have your date night. I always said, unless someone's bleeding or dying, <laughs> stay in bed. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity to, again, make sure that we're talking about inner life stuff, our hopes, our dreams, our feelings, utilizing this time for the very best. And then, you know, do something fun. Watch a movie, play a game. Often it's looking back at what did we used to do when we were dating? 
because often many of those dates occurred at home. Mm -hmm. And so it's looking at what did we used to do, return to some of those things as well as add in the deeper heart level conversation. I appreciate that. And it's been important for me to understand that like if I had my own way, I would just pick a movie every night and just let's just hang out. Let's just watch something. Let's enjoy that. And that's why I just remember that that there's going to be one spouse that really feels love through that deep heart level conversation where you're you're not administering your marriage, you're not talking about schedules and to-do lists, but you're really exploring dreams like Aaron was talking about, hopes, fears, whatever, that kind of thing. So there's always going to be one that really gets ignited and charged by that sort of conversation, but then you're going to have another person who probably enjoys the doing something. Yeah. So let's build a puzzle. Let's play a video game, like Aaron was saying. So just know that, that both of those things need to be incorporated in what you choose. There is uh, a lot of wisdom here at the table with Greg and Aaron, and they and the whole team have a website devoted to helping you uh, make sure your marriage stays strong. So stop by and Check that out, and while you're online, make sure you get a copy of Kathy Lipp's book, Happy Habits for Every Couple, reinforces a lot of what we've uh, talked about today. We'll send a copy of Kathy's book to you when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. And I might mention as well, if if you're just not sure where to start on Together Time, uh, sit down and uh, take the free marriage assessment that we have for you. I think it's about 900,000 people that have taken this assessment. And so um, start with that. It'll give you an idea of what's working in the relationship, maybe an area or two to uh, improve on. It's free, and we'll link over to that and details about Kathy's book and your opportunity to donate in the show notes. More from Kathy Lip next time as she describes the value of what she calls comfortable love in marriage. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team, Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.